Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Coach's Corner. Today, I'm going to be taking you through a seven-step goal-setting process. I know it's the new year. I know a lot of you have intentions and goals, hopefully not resolutions because, oh, I don't like resolutions. Why? Because they come from a place of wanting to be more, better, or different. Usually, they come from a place of being hard on ourselves and wanting ourselves to change in some way. Let's focus on growth. Let's focus on making miracles, which is changing our perception, changing the way we look at things. Let's focus on evolving as human beings. So when we're setting goals, let's not do it from the place of wanting to change ourselves or wanting something in our life to be more, better, or different. Let's do it from the place of just wanting to become even more happy, even more fulfilled, even more healthy, even more wealthy. When our come from, when we're setting goals and intention, is from more of an inspired place versus a, I don't like this about my life, so I want to change it place, feel the energy difference in that, we are so much more likely not only to achieve our goals, but to enjoy the process of them. And enjoying the process is so incredibly important. I've learned over time that the achievement of things really isn't what we're here for. There are so many goals I have achieved in my life, but achieving those goals, that wasn't really the best part. It was the process of going for them. It was everything I learned along the way. And when I focus too much on the end result of any goal, I don't really have fun in the process. And I'm going to guess it's the same for you. And so one of my biggest intentions this year in terms of a way of being is to live with more detachment from outcome. You've probably heard me talk about high involvement and intention and low attachment when it comes to pursuing our goals. And what this means is we give it our all without depleting ourselves. We have strong intentions about it. We believe in it. But our okayness, our worthiness, our emotional stability, our confidence, our health and well-being isn't dependent on the result. We never want to make our sense of self, our sense of security, our self-confidence dependent on the result of anything because that means our self-love and our self-concept is conditional. (laughs) And that's a no bueno. We want to have unconditional love and acceptance of ourselves And the more we have unconditional love and acceptance of ourselves, we have unconditional love and acceptance of our circumstances. That still means we have boundaries. That still means we speak our truth. It doesn't mean we become a doormat, just accept and roll over and resign to everything that comes our way. But we stop fighting with reality and we become more intentional with our lives. So in practicing detachment from outcome, that means that you're really more present You're more in the process. You're not living for the result. I'm writing a new book this year. It's a book I've been wanting to write for years, and this year is the year to write it. And every morning from eight to nine, I'm writing, and I'm enjoying the process. I'm not even thinking about if it's going to get published or if I'm going to self-publish it or what the book, no, 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 no. I'm enjoying the now, enjoying each step of the way. And I share this with you because I don't want you to live for your goals. Yes, set them, have visions, have goals, set them. I'm going to take you through a process to do it. But if you're living for your future, your life is going to go by really, really fast. And you're going to look back on it and go, wow, did I have any fun or was I just stressed out and hard on myself the whole time? Look back on 2018. Did you spend more time enjoying your life, enjoying the process? Even the hard times, were you looking for the lessons? Or did you spend more time being stressed out and kind of miserable and suffering? 
Yeah, there's expectation hangovers in life. Yes, there's pain. Yes, there are things that don't go our way. But we get to choose the degree of suffering and stress we want to create in our life. So how about this next year, you set the intention to have less stress, more peace, more fun, and more joy in your life. And I promise you will have more of that if you detach from outcomes. And 2019, it's the year of the pig. And do you know what the pig's about? The pig is all about good fortune and a beautiful personality. And I don't know about you, but whenever I see pigs, they seem to be having a lot of fun and they don't care about getting dirty. They just seem to be enjoying their life, making sounds, rolling around the mud and having a lot of fun. So maybe you need to be a little more pig-like in your life. Okay, so let me take you through the seven-step goal process. I highly, highly suggest that you have a pen and a piece of paper out. I don't have this written down anywhere. If any of you want to volunteer to transcribe it, that's amazing. But I really love having you write it down yourself because you're going to learn more from the process if you actually write the whole thing down. So it's easy to press pause. It's easy to listen to this again. Get out your journal or your notebook. Here we go. First step, my goal setting process, is to take a current life snapshot. And if you did my 2018 year in review, that was part of the guided meditation that I took you through in Coach's Corner at the end of the year, which was up last week, you might already have this, but you could even do a smaller one, just like a current life snapshot of where you are. Like take every aspect of your life, your health, your spirituality, your career, your finances, your friendships, your sex life, your romantic relationships, spirituality, sorry if I said something more than once, and give it a number from one to 10 or one to five, you decide your rating scale, 10 or five being the highest, zero to one being the lowest, and just rate it. Take a current life inventory of where you are so you have an accurate assessment of where you are. That's step one, just current life snapshot. And then step two is actually writing down your goals, writing down the things that you would like to have happen in 2019. And I encourage you to write these in present tense. Like I have earned a minimum of $150,000 this year. I have released in a very healthy way, 10 pounds. I have a consistent meditation practice where I meditate 10 minutes every day. I've completed my manuscript, whatever it may be, write them in present tense and get specific. You've heard of SMART goals, which are about being specific and measurable, something that's not vague because the more specific you are, the more clear both your conscious and unconscious mind are. And then remember, we're going to be pursuing these with high involvement but low attachment. So write down your goals and have fun with it, knowing that if it doesn't happen in exactly that way, you're going to learn something in the process. After you write down your goals, I want you to write this or something better for the highest good of all concerned. Because a lot of times the divine has a much better plan for us than we do. I had on my goal list for years that I'd meet the love of my life. Probably seven years it was on my goal list, my intention list, and it didn't happen. And it happened this year. And now that I know who he is, the divine timing was perfect. Seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago, four, three, two, one, he wasn't a match for me. He wasn't ready. We weren't totally aligned. I had more work to do as well. So you can have a goal on your list and just because you achieve it doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you either have more to learn or the divine has a better plan. Step three is your roadblock investigation. 
This is probably the most important step, and if you listen to the show regularly, you'll understand why. You hear people come on with a problem. In fact, this next week's episode, episode 174, Megan comes on the show and she wants to know why she can't stick to a routine, specifically going to bed at an earlier time and at a consistent time. And I could have given her lots of strategies about, well, do it every night, set a timer, form agreements with your partner. If you do it for 40 days, it'll become a habit. I could have given her all of that. However, I really wanted to investigate what really was the roadblock, what was really in the way of her setting this routine. Whenever you're coming up against a roadblock, like you're not able to achieve something, you're not able to stick to a routine or take action steps, that's because there's something in the way. Now, this could be an emotional thing, like you could have fear about something. You could want to get out there and date again, but you have grief about a previous relationship that's keeping your heart too tender and you don't feel ready. It could be a belief system. You could set a goal of making a certain amount of money, but you could have belief systems around self-worth that are low. You could have a belief system that I have to work really, really hard to make a lot of money and some part of you doesn't want to work really, really hard and stress yourself out, so that's a block. So you want to look at your belief systems or maybe a belief system of I can't make money doing what I love. So look at those. It could be a logistical block. You may need to get out of a job so you have more time. You may need to hire people. You may need to rearrange your schedule. You may need to time block. You may need to save money or reinvest your money. It could be a block of other people. You might need to enroll other people in this goal. You may need to stop worrying about pleasing other people. There may be people you need to forgive. Oftentimes, resentment and blame is blocking us from achieving our greatest goals because we have a scapegoat. We're blaming somebody else for why we don't have what we want or why we can't go after what we want. And often the person we need to forgive is ourself. If you've had a past quote-unquote failure, if you set a goal in the past and you didn't achieve it in the way that you expected yourself to, you may not have forgiven yourself for that. So it's hard to get your mojo going to pursue new things because you're still carrying resentment against yourself. So the person you may need to forgive is you. So really look at what's in the way and spend some time on this. And often just identifying what's in the way is enough. You you see it and you're like, oh, I need to change that belief system. Oh, I need to get a coach to help with that emotion. Like, oh, I need to have a conversation with that person. Oh, I need to forgive here. And step seven, I'm going to circle back to how you deal with roadblock investigation. But for now, it's really about identifying them. Step four is identifying your avoidance trap. And you've probably heard me talk about avoidance traps on the show. I wrote a lot about it in Expectation Hangover. And I came up with this term after seeing thousands of people that I've coached talk about what they want, but spend more time avoiding what they don't want. So avoidance traps can include things like fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of losing control, fear of upsetting other people. It's like those things that we want to avoid. I'll give you an example. My avoidance trap was fear of rejection. So I'd set these goals to like put myself out there and do more videos and create more content or date more or whatever. But since I had such a big fear of rejection, I wouldn't do them. And so why you might not be achieving your goals is you're falling into your avoidance trap. How you get out of your avoidance trap is through step five, which is your feeling and values cultivator. So there's two kinds of motivation, toward motivation and away from motivation. 
Away from motivation is when we want to get away from what we don't like. Like uh, the avoidance trap, falling into our avoidance trap has a tie to away from motivation because I want to get away from rejection. I want to get away from uncertainty. I want to get away from upsetting other people. So I'm motivated, but I'm motivated really kind of away from what I want to actually achieve. And I fall into my avoidance trap. How I get out is through toward motivation. I start thinking about what feelings and values I want to move toward. So in this step, in the feelings and values cultivator, you go back to step two, you look at your goals. And for each one of those things, you say, okay, how would I feel if I achieve this? And what personal value of mine is this in alignment with? Okay. So for me, writing the book, how would I feel when this book is complete? I'd feel proud. I'd feel excited. I'd feel creative. I'd feel like I'm contributing. I'd feel like I'm serving. I'd feel like I'm sharing my story. I'd feel connected, like a lot of yummy feeling words. And what values does that hit? Well, it hits growth. It hits contribution. It hits creativity. It hits a lot of my core values. So do that with each one of your goals. How would it feel And what value is it in alignment with? Because really, truly, we're never chasing that thing. We're never chasing the goal. We're chasing how we think the goal would make us feel. And Danielle Laporte, if you know her, she does an amazing job of describing this in her desire mapping process. You may want to look at that if you want to dive more into how to be inspired and pulled forward by your feelings. But the key point of it is, we're always chasing a feeling, not a result. Truly, we think the result is going to give us a feeling. And so that's why we're so hell-bent on achieving that result. Because it's like, I'll be happy when I get that thing. But the truth is we have the ability to feel that way right now, which brings me to step six, gratitude expander. So you look at all those feelings that you want to feel in your feelings and values process, and you have gratitude for how you already feel that way right now. So whatever feelings you think the goal in the future is going to give you, you look at how do I feel that way right now? And you expand and you expand and you expand and you think about things that you're grateful for and you expand that feeling of gratitude. And the more you expand that feeling of gratitude for what is right now, the more you'll be able to be in that toward motivation. When we come from a place of lack because we're not feeling like we want to feel, it's very, very hard to feel inspired. The only way we motivate ourselves when we come from a place of lack is away from. We want to get away from feeling bad and then we just end up in our avoidance trap. So you focus on how you're feeling those feelings already right now. You have gratitude for them and everything else you have in your life. Like think of all the amazing things you have in your life. Yes, you listed a lot of goals in step two. Really look at and feel how much you have right now. And the more you expand into that state, the more successful you'll be at step seven, which is co-creative action. Now notice in this goal setting process, it took me about, I don't even know how many minutes, but six other steps to even get to talking about taking action. And the reason those six other steps are so important is because I know as a human and as a coach, what prevents me and you from taking action. And all of those six steps are to help you really get to step seven, which is being able to take co-creative action. Now, notice I said co-creative 
because I believe that we're always creating with the universe. And the more we're taking co-creative action, the less attached we are to outcome and the less controlling we are. When we pursue our goals, we don't want to white knuckle it. We don't want to have our hands so tight on the steering wheel that we're not taking direction from the universe. We want to be co-creating with the universe, receiving feedback from the universe, be able to adjust. And when we take steps from a place of gratitude and expansion, it's so much easier to commit to those action steps. Now, part of your action steps may be to go into three roadblock investigation and go, all right, here are my roadblocks. What are the steps I'm going to take to eliminate them? Because if you take steps to eliminate the roadblocks that are in the way of your goals, then taking steps to actually then achieve your goals are going to be a lot easier. Also, when you're taking co-creative action, you can take one step at a time. You don't have to have everything mapped out. You don't have to be like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. Like with me writing the book, I'm writing from eight to nine every morning. That's my action step right now. I don't know when I'm going to be done. I don't know if I'm going to do a proposal. I don't know when I'm going to talk to agents. I don't know any of that. I'm step one, writing eight to nine. I'll kind of know when it's done. And then I trust my next step will reveal itself. So there you go. Seven step goal setting process. I realize this takes a little more time. It takes a little more thought. It takes a little more personal development. However, it also will be far more impactful because you won't be chasing goals from a compensatory place. You won't be chasing goals from an unconscious place. You won't be chasing goals with all this attachment to outcome. And you won't be chasing goals with so much stress. You'll be enjoying the process along the way. I'm very excited to hear how this process works for you and how you enjoy it. Please shoot over an email to assist at christinehassler.com with any questions or feedback you have on this process. And remember, high involvement, low attachment, enjoy. Be a little bit of a pig this year. (laughs) Enjoy your life. Roll around in the mud. Make funny sounds. Don't take things so seriously. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I also wanted to just remind you that my spring retreat is filling up. So if one of your goals this year is to eliminate a lot of the roadblocks, emotional or psychological roadblocks that have been in the way for way too long, then come join me at my spring retreat, christinehassler.com slash spring dash retreat or email jill at christinehassler.com. Until next time, so much love and many blessings.